That's a beautiful day in the glory of God. Won't you be Christ? Hallelujah. Going from glory to glory in a never-ending adventure. Married to God. First you're born of God. Then you marry the Son of God. Amen? Because you have to be of His divine class in order to marry His Son. You must be born of God. You have to be God's offspring. You have to be the brothers and sisters of heavenly Jerusalem. Amen? Amen. The bride of Christ has been born of God, raised of the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God does the weaning. The Spirit of God is what raises you into full spiritual stature, leads you into all truth. And by the Spirit of God preparing you on the inside and through your whole mind renewed, you become the wife of Jesus Christ. Amen? <laughs> We're living out Song of Solomon perfectly in this generation, growing in intimacy, growing in love, allowing our Father, the vine dresser, to pull out everything in our heart that's robbing us of having a harvest. Catch me the little foxes, the foxes that spoil the vineyards of our love, it is written. Amen? And we can't examine our own heart. That's the Word's job. Try as much as you want. You can never judge your own heart. You can never examine your own heart. That's why you have to spend time in the Word. The Word is what judges your heart. People don't read their Word because they don't want their heart judged. The more time you spend in the Word, the more the crystal clarity of the Father is formed through your inner man. We see dimly as a reflection in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. When do we see face to face? When we're purified and sanctified by the Word, and there's nothing in us except the Word of God. Jesus is the Word, and His Bride is also the Word. What makes you the Bride of Christ is someone who's fully embraced the Word of God into your spirit and has had every other word removed from you. And listen, there are so many other words here. Every word of doubt, every word of unbelief, every word of lust and perversion, every word of idolatry and greed, every word of the world has to be removed from the garden of your heart. Amen? You fall in love with the Word. And when you think Word, think Jesus. Religion makes us think all kinds of boring stuff, spending time in the Bible, not having fun, but when you realize the Word's alive by the Spirit, and the Spirit will put the anointing on the Word, and will energize your heart, it'll actually lift you up, and it'll raise you from the dead. The only way you get an inheritance is if you're sanctified by the Word. Scripture says in the New Testament that those that are not sanctified have no inheritance in the Kingdom of Heaven doesn't mean necessarily that you won't be saved, but you're not going to be amongst the royal class rulers of the city of the New Jerusalem. There's an outer court and an inner court that have very little inheritance in the kingdom. 
that have no dominion, that have no rulership. They're not the kings and queens. We're here to form kings and queens, sons and daughters of royalty, of the royal priesthood of Melchizedek. Meaning, we're here to sanctify people unto perfection. The Word of God sanctifies you unto perfection. How do you know? Because you'll feel your soul going into a higher dimension. You'll enter realms you never experienced before. That's when the Word is working inside you. Amen. The Word is alive and active and energized. What does it do? It judges the thoughts and intentions of the heart. It's a discerner of spirits. The more Word you put inside your spirit, the more God will jealously fight every other spirit attached to every other word working curses in your heart and the foundation of your heart and the building of your life on planet earth it's all based on your spirit and it's all based on the the words that are working in your spirit and there's two trees in the garden meaning there's two sources for all words that are down here and since we come out of the curse of the fall the primary words we're dealing with here are the words of Satan and his angels. When you were dead in your sins and dead in darkness, you were filled with the words and the lies of Satan and his angels. When you were religious, you were filled with Satan and his word. Amen. He's the father of lies. The tree of knowledge is the father of lies. It's what keeps you in the natural dimension. Every word from the tree of knowledge keeps your mind in the natural dimension. Every word from God renews your mind to go deeper in the spirit. The living word takes your mind out of what's natural and puts it into the spirit. And it says in Romans chapter 11, I was studying Romans today, and it talks about how we Gentiles have been engrafted into the olive tree against nature. It actually says in Scripture that you've been engrafted into the Spirit against nature. This is an against nature gospel. Your spiritual growth is against nature. It's important you understand that. It's against nature. Meaning, it's against everything you've ever known in the natural realm. It's against everything you've been, ever been taught in your natural mind. Going into the Spirit, every degree deeper in the Spirit is against nature. You have to be against nature. I'm not talking about against the birds and the bees and the apple trees. I'm telling you, against the mind in the natural realm. Pulling the mind into the Spirit is pulling your mind out of the natural and being against nature. This is entirely supernatural from the beginning to end. Jesus authors and perfects your faith from glory to glory, pulling your mind into the Spirit against nature. The only thing that tries to slow down your progress is anything working in nature, in the natural realm. Once you understand the ways of the tree of knowledge to tempt you, like they tempted Adam and Eve in the beginning, you can have the full armor of God and you can be prepared against those temptations. God wants to get you so strong that no temptation can seize you. Amen? That no temptation can work on you. That you can't be tempted in any area of your heart and mind whatsoever by the enemy. 
that you have no demonic influence whatsoever. The glory of God does us a great service and brings all darkness into the light. It exposes all demonic influence in our lives. And we say, oh, we're doing good. But a greater light is that magnifying glass that Penny saw during worship. And the magnifying glass of the greater glory will expose so much stuff that needs to get burnt up. Finite stuff. Getting refined. There's a refinement Things here. You can't see. There's a refinement here that will make you perfect as the Father's perfect. Yeah. You will see the Father inside you. Refinement is for the formation of the Father inside your skin, right under your skin. There's a light being being formed under your skin. Your spirit in covenant with God is the formation of God the Father on the inside of you. Jesus Christ said, it's the Father in me. You must be able to say and see with your mind, with your clean conscience, the Father in you. If you're not able to see the Father in you, it's because you have a dirty conscience. So you get washed in the water of the Word. Jesus Christ's blood was shed for the complete purging of the conscience, the cleansing, so you can have a crystal clear conscience and a clean conscience, what does the Bible say? Sees God, the pure see God. When you have a pure conscience, you will see God. You will see the Spirit of God. You will see the glory of God. Believe and you will see, the Bible says. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Where are you going to see the glory of God? Formed inside your body. Literally in the same formation of your body. And there's a white lining. God's putting on radiant linen on His overcomers right now. He wants you to wear the glory first inside and it will grow inside and it will wrap you outside. And as you speak words and as you wash your regions in the waters of the Word, the Song of Moses of Revelation 15 and the Song of the Lamb are people who have learned to disciple cities and nations with the Word of God and the Spirit of God, which is the river of God. They're in the high place in the, in the heavenly angelic sphere and their words come down upon all souls. The Song of Moses in Deuteronomy it says, My words descend like light rain, like, like light rain upon tender mown grass. There is a raining of the word of God from the high place. How are you in the high place? Because the word did a work in you and lifted you up into the high place and the release of the word from the high place, from the high heavenly angelic sphere, also washes all souls like tender mown grass, Deuteronomy says. That's the working of the Word of God. That's the working of the sword of the Spirit. Look at it like a lawnmower. It mows the grass of everyone's souls. When you're sanctified by the Word of grace and lifted up into the high place and you have the inheritance of the glory realm of God encompassing you like a mansion of light, then from your mansion of light in the high heavenly glory realm, your words are a lawnmower upon all souls down below. See, the, the ministry of the Word of God is to get people resurrected from the dead. To live with your mind in the earth dimension is death. It's a covenant of death when your mind is stuck in the natural realm. In the glory realm, 
By the word of God, you have raised them from the dead. They literally live in the realm of the living so that they're from above and not from below. Amen. Jesus Christ said, I'm from above, you're from below, because it's where your mind is. There's an elevation of the soul from either being above tree of life or below tree of knowledge. Eating from the tree of knowledge keeps you in the below realm even after you're born again. Your soul has to be in the above realm in order to have an inheritance, in order to be a part of the kingdom of heaven. No one of the below realm is part of the kingdom of heaven. They may say they are, but only the souls in the above realm, in the glory realm, are actually in the kingdom of heaven. Everything else is just religion. The whole below realm is lies. And all the below realm is being fathered by the fallen angels. Anyone in the below realm, if they call upon the name of Jesus, Jesus will send His Spirit and will lift you up into the above realm. You must be from above and have nothing in you that's from below. And you learn to just take that stuff out of you that tries to hold you down. It's all death. It's all emptiness. You might have momentary pleasure in the flesh, but it all leads to death. And the greatest service, I know this is true in my life, is God accelerating the death of our own sin. So we come to an end of ourselves, whether it be in religion or rebellion or all of us in both, so that we can totally depend on the Spirit of God and the Word of God and the river of God to sustain us and take care of us and father us in every area of our heart and mind and body life. Amen. To be fathered by God. To call God Father and then to actually be fathered spiritually, supernaturally, in the glory of your inner man that wraps your soul and your outer man. See, all you need is your spirit fathered, and then that automatically takes care of all your needs. Because that's the superior realm that creates into the natural realm. Creation automatically responds to those that are from above. That's the grace of the Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus is the divine favor that causes everything in the natural dimension to work for you. We're going after the natural dimension and trying to get it to work for us. We're submitting to the curse. We're working by the sweat of our brow. If you rise from the dead and go up in the grace of the Lord Jesus, there's levels of grace you know nothing about where the whole world will work for you. Everything around you will work for you. That's where you're going. That's promised land. Entering the Sabbath day's rest. Which means there will be jobs that you do in the promised land, but it won't be by the sweat of your brow. It'll be by the fruit of your lips. It'll be by the energy working in your spirit. They're the works of the spirit and no longer the works of the flesh. In the kingdom of heaven, angels work in the spirit, the works of the spirit. They all have rewards. And you must be like the angels and not like the animals that have all their works in the spirit. Everything we do from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep is in the river and you gradually go into the river to the, to the degree and at, the, and at the speed that you can surrender to the Holy Spirit. How fast can you give up your natural man and your natural life and your natural ability? How much do you hate your life and love his? Revelation 12:11. they overcame Satan by not loving their lives unto death. You cannot love your life and gain His. You have to despise and hate your life in order to live Christ's life. 
because it's the life of the natural man and it's the life of the Christ man, the God man. <laughs> the Father's life has been fully available for everyone here. The only issue is trying to find a person that hates their life, that is willing to actually surrender. And we get a little anointing, we get a little blessing, we get, we get born again, we go to church, and all of a sudden I got a good life. And I'm still living it for me. We don't go any further. Like the ten lepers. They all got healed, right? Jesus cleansed them, or they got cleansed, and then only one out of ten came back to him, and that one got his fingers and toes back. It's like, we need to go a little deeper. It's not good enough just to be saved. We also need to be sanctified. Anyone can call upon the name of Jesus and get saved. We can even get baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues. But who wants the full sanctification of the high priest and apostle of glory? Who wants to be holy as he's holy? Who wants to be without spot and wrinkle? Who wants to be perfect as their Father in Heaven's perfect? And who's willing to pay the price for it? Who's willing to give up the stuff that's stealing from them in their hearts? Who's willing to get entirely zipped up in their spirit so that there's no leaks of any sin? Of any lust of the eyes, lust of the flesh, and pride of life. Amen? The full sanctification of the Word of God is what causes you to hit the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Sanctification unto perfection is God's plan for everyone after they're born again, but hardly anybody is willing. Because there's revelations of the glory of God that we have not known. Every day I watch people how much they're able to receive. And they go to a minister that will speak on a language that they can receive, on a level they can receive. God wants everyone to be able to receive from Himself the Father of glory. And God does send lots of different types of ministers to build people up unto the perfection of knowing the Father, unto the perfection of sonship, to being able to receive His thunder, to drink His lightning, to live in the realm of His perfect power. And He wants you to mature to that place. And the things that keep us immature is not being able to handle a stronger word than we're able to receive. Because it's usually religion. It's usually pride. You come up against people's pride. And our pride is so deep. It's like the soil of the earth. And your spirit's like the core. It is layer upon layer of pride you deal with. That's what sanctification is. It's not a one-time deal. Oh my God, it's continuous and it's ever-increasing. The glory to glory is dealing with layer upon layer of pride. When you think you know something... And then I'm not willing to receive anything beyond what I'm receiving right now, what I know right now. Hallelujah. So the quickest way to grow is to stay humble like little children. You'll stop growing when you think you know something. People will eat revelation, they'll receive revelation. A lot of Christians have never had any revelation, and it's just been information Christianity from day one. So it's like the glory is brand new. You only go into the glory by living revelation truths. And what it is in the Spirit is like a gemstone. People say fireball, and that's true also, but I also see gemstones. Gemstones are living words, precious promises of God. They're divine revelations of the river of life. 
that go right into your belly and energize your spirit. And your spirit gets stronger, and your spirit gets brighter, and your spirit gets bigger the more living truths you receive. Receive The spirit of truth leads you into all truth. Amen? And what is the spirit of truth leading you to all truth? Growing in revelation. Spending time in the Word, spending time fellowshipping with one another, speaking revelation to one, one to another. What is coming alive and is energized? What's causing your brain to burn in a brighter glory? What's causing your mind to glow with the light of the Word of God in your heart? That's revelation. Revelation illuminates the mind. It's a gemstone. It's a fiery coal. It's a living word that's working in your spirit, causing your spirit to burn brighter and hotter. So how much revelation does it take? Usually, the whole word of God. That's why you get into the Bible and you eat as much as you can because you can feel your inner man getting stronger. If you're not in the Bible, your inner man's going to be weak and your outer man's going to be strong, influenced by all the world. People are completely weak in the things of God. They don't walk in much holiness. They don't walk in much revelation. It's because their outer man's strong and their inner man's weak. The only way for your inner man to get strong is by reading the Bible. Amen? If you're not spending time in the Bible, it's guaranteed your life is going to be a failure. And your, grow, your appetite for the Word, which is the bread of heaven, will grow so you can start feasting on the Word. Amen? We recommend spending eight hours a day in the Bible. <laughs> you can do it. Hey, you can even do it. Put it on the audio Bible when you sleep at night. It's a huge difference. Been doing it for 15, 18 years when I sleep at night. Having eight the aud- hours right there. Yeah, it's eight hours right there. And your spirit is receiving it. You will notice when you wake up listening to the Word what a difference it made, made during the night. But during the day, with your eyes in it, it does need to go into your eyes. Your eyes are the window to your spirit. Because your spirit's inside your soul. Jesus said the eyes are the window to your soul, but through your soul is into your spirit. So when your soul is purified, your eyes become the window to your spirit because there's no blockages in the soul. Amen. You're a spirit that has a soul that lives in a body. So you want your spirit to get so energized, so built up with fire that it burns through your soul. That's what a morning star is. A morning star is one whose spirit explodes with dunamis power, resurrection glory power through their soul constantly, like a solar system. You see all the the suns having constant explosions, hydrogen, oxygen, helium, and all this stuff exploding out of a, a ball of gas. It's a rock that's on fire. Your soul with the Word of God energizing your spirit, that your spirit is all of those flammable gases exploding through your soul. Amen. You need to come to a place where your soul becomes like a rocket's on fire, a sun of righteousness, a solar system of Shekinah glory. And you get there by your spirit being built up with the Word. You get there by your spirit being so energized with the Word of grace. Sanctification is always so that you can burn in your spirit with a brighter, hotter, glory fire. Amen. Until all of the abilities of God the Father are burning through your soul. That you're a man and woman of fire. I make my ministers flames of fire. Until you're a walking, talking, breathing, moving solar system of Shekinah fire. Amen. And you do it by feasting. You have to feast a lot. 
a marriage supper of a lamb, how long does it last? I mean, a thousand years for eternity. That's the revival that never ends, is the people that learn how to feast and always feast. And if you don't have a spiritual appetite, you'll probably go through the school of hard knocks, get beat up because nothing else works except the Word and the Spirit. You could try everything else that's in the world. Nothing will work in your life. Nothing will pr provide success. Nothing will be victorious in your life. You won't be fulfilled. It doesn't matter what goes on. Nothing is here except the Spirit and the Word. This entire planet is a dead, dry hell without the Spirit and without the Word. But you can put enough spirit and word, wine and bread of Jesus Christ into your spirit that you can be wrapped in the third heaven while you're on earth. And then transforming other people with the same thing that made you strong in the glory of God is how you transform nations. It has nothing to do with the earth, everything to do with hearts and souls. Amen. Hearts and minds on fire with the living word of God getting sanctified by the Spirit, washed in the water of the Word, until there's nothing else in you except God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're not looking to perform. You're not looking to people, please. You're just looking to burn. Your full-time job as Christians is to burn with the glory of God. And to increase the glory burning through you is knowing the Father. The only ones that have the inheritance are the ones that know the Father in the glory that have sacrificed everything in the hidden person of the heart that, that spoils the intimacy vineyards. Amen. The foxes. People can have tons of foxes and do tons of works and have a huge ministry, and that's the majority of what you deal with in the world. But if you make the priority of your life the formation of God the Father's light inside the hidden person of your heart to line underneath your skin and fill you like a silhouette of glory and the exact same formation of your body. And if that's the priority of your life, you'll do well because that's knowing Him. When you see the glory of God inside you, you're knowing Him. You're successful in God's eyes. It doesn't matter about your works. If the Father's not doing works through you, you don't need to perform. You probably offend everyone. They'll want you to perform, especially if you're in ministry. Do something, you know, like a jester. People supporting jesters. They always got to be doing something, otherwise people won't support them. That's not biblical Christianity at all. You need to be forming God the Father on the inside. That's the only doing something that has eternal rewards. You are only rewarded in the kingdom of heaven to the measure God the Father is formed under your skin as a light being. Everything else is a waste of time. That is the priority number one of God. The sanctification for the formation of the Father on the inside and knowing Him on the inside because those who know their God will do great exploits. Amen. He wants to do great exploits, but He's not going to do it unless you know Him because it's all in vain unless you know Him. Amen. Unless you're intimate with Him and all of your works are birthed out of perfect love because then you'll never burn out It'll never be religious. It'll always have good fruit. It'll always advance the kingdom. You'll have no agenda. There'll be no guile in you. It'll just be God the Father burning through you in love with all souls unconditionally. Then and only then is the name of God the Father written on your foreheads. The overcomers have God the Father's name, His nature. Written. What's the nature of the Father? Unconditional love. 
That is the most important thing. You have to love unconditionally, and people are so wounded, they'll give you every excuse, especially in marriage and in relationships. Family is the hardest because they know the most about you, and it's you, there's just, you can't really hide anything, and they get under your skin, they irritate you, but it's the most precious. It's the most powerful. Sacrificing and loving unconditionally in the family setting is the greatest witness of the glory of God. It is. God is a family man. He reveals himself to us as a father, a son, and a Holy Spirit to wrap us in family and to heal our families. Acts says, and this gospel is to save you and your entire household. The glorification of the family is the hardest. <laughs> no doubt about it. That's where you get the most complaints and people are just saying how hard it is all day, every day. But there's a reason why it's hard because it's the most eternally rewarding. The most resistance is in the family setting because the most reward is in the glorified family. You lift your family up, your family will shine like a city on a hill. Your family will be a leadership of all the families in your community. You'll begin changing your community, begin changing your city, and begin changing your nation. It domino effects. Any family that's lifted up in the glory, it's worth fighting for. That's the whole point of fighting the good fight of faith. What is faith for? Healing the family of humanity. It's all about family. If it's not about family, it's not about God. Restoring the sons and daughters to God the Father and then loving every man and woman on earth as a brother and sister unconditionally. Amen. That's how they'll know you're Christians. By your unconditional love. That it's not based on behavior. If you can love with the glory of God pouring out of you upon their soul, you'll transform their behavior because all bad behavior is the result of a lack of love. <laughs> love heals the earth. But it's not phileo love. That doesn't do anything. That'll rip you off. That's Jezebel. That's what Satan does. That's religion. It's agape love. It's sacrificial love. It's when they're sinning against you and they don't understand it, but you're still pouring out your spirit like a drink offering. You're still pouring out liquid glory on it, even though the human mind is incapable of understanding your personal sacrifice. Every true leader has done that who's ever lived on the face of the earth. They have sacrificed themselves when others can't understand. Jesus Christ said, you can't understand now because your mind's not renewed. He said, later on you'll understand what I've done for you. I've given you my spirit, and the spirit will renew your mind. It will transform your mind to be tuned in to the love of the Father. The love of the Father is the highest frequency of the glory of God. There is nothing higher. There is nothing higher than unconditional love. Jesus Christ demonstrated going to the cross. They're hurling insults at Him. And He says, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. That's the highest agape love, is laying your life down and serving others. There is no greater love than this, than a man lays down his life for his friends. And what kind of life are you giving to your friends? The Zoe life, the river of life, God's quality of life. You could say God's lifestyle. The perfect joy of the Lord. That's mainly what it is because He entered the joy. He entered the Father's life. That's the quality of life you're imparting into everyone when you sacrifice yourself for the river of life to flow through you. No one can understand it initially, but after they've drunk it for a while, then their minds get renewed and later on they'll understand. 
That's when you start to get harvest. That's when you start to bear fruit. That's when you start to eat the fruit of the harvest is when people start to gain understanding by a constant drinking of your life laid down. Your life laid down is living out of Eden and ministering in a fallen world. Living out of the glory realm, even being an overcomer and having tremendous amounts of the knowledge of the glory and then serving it to people that are still down below. Every time you love, you give a person an opportunity to rise into the above realm. And they keep rising. And if you slow down and you're getting tempted, you're getting hit, other people can help you out. Because it's all brothers and sisters pulling everyone up around the Father's throne to be in the fullness of the glory through their entire souls constantly. That's the end result of your faith and working in the gifts God has placed in your spirit is building up everyone around you, building up the whole body of Christ, building up the whole bride of Christ, and everyone so built up and encouraged and operating their gifts and their divine ability that there is no one weak amongst them. There is no one sick, no one poor, no one weak, no one who's deceived. Everyone knows who they are in Christ. That's a pure and spotless bride without wrinkle. Amen. How do you get it? By loving unconditionally, acknowledging their gifts, encouraging their gifts, letting, and once you know your gifts and where you are in the body, you excel in it. And there will be an anointing for it. There will be provision for it. It will be enthralling and exciting and completely fulfilling because that's your divine destiny. And once you discover your destiny, it comes out of your belly like a vault. It comes right out of your spirit. Your destiny is sealed within a vault, like a gold vault, and it comes out like a scroll. And on that scroll is everything God wants you to do as a spirit being. It's not according to the flesh, it's according to the spirit. So you are pregnant already in your spirit with everything God wants you to do the day you're born again. The salvation package has your whole destiny in it. It's the maximum best life you could ever imagine, and it will blow your mind every day that's already placed in every single one of your spirits. Amen. And now what unfolds it, what births it, is feasting. you got to feast. The Word and the Spirit, the drinking of the new wine, the eating of the living bread, and fellowshipping and praising and worshiping. There's all kinds of wonderful things you do in the river that manifest all the promises of God placed into your spirit. If you're not feasting, you can't manifest promises. If God's given you a prophetic word into your spirit, then it's inside you already, but the whole point of it now is birthing it through the soul into the natural realm. People get so discouraged because they get all this word in them, all these promises. They know they got a calling. They know they have a destiny, but they don't know how to birth it. You have to feast until it comes up through your soul and it changes your mind. It first changes your soul. And then it cuts a path through the soul into the natural dimension. But it all starts in the garden of your spirit. It all starts in seed form from God's seed out of the garden of Eden. Every work, every relationship, every destiny scroll comes out of your belly, comes out of the vault. And the door opens, it swings open. And when you come into the river, the more you learn how to drink and you more, the more you learn God's ways. These are God's ways of how it is originated in the spirit. 
imagined in the soul, renewed in the mind, and then birthed through the soul into the natural dimension, you'll start clicking in promises. It'll start to go on autopilot. Click, 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 click. Everything that God has created you to do will start to manifest in your life. Fulfillment and your joy will increase because you're fulfilled. And that joy of the Lord will so increase as these promises are fulfilled in your life. And it will activate everyone else because you'll know the ways of God. You'll know the understanding of how God operates, which is called the revelation knowledge of the glory. And it will begin to operate in everyone around you. And when people know who they are in Christ and they know how to birth the promises, they'll drown this world so fast. All it takes is knowledge of the glory to cover the earth as the waters cover the sea, to drown the seven mountains by Mount Zion. Mount Zion is all your spirit life combined in Christ Jesus. We are one in Mount Zion. We're not seven mountains, we're one mountain. The mountain of the Lord rises as chief of all the mountains in the last days. All your destinies are in Mount Zion. All your destinies are in the Holy Spirit burning anointing oil mountain. And the more and more you live out of the anointing oil and out of the promises of God's word in your heart and you birth them through your renewed mind, the more our oneness will melt together. It will gel together. And the formation of the body of Christ as one under the Godhead will be manifest on earth in the unity of the brethren. And the place of the unity of the brethren is the place of all power and all authority over every city and every nation. You won't hear anyone be bothered by politics again because the bride of Christ will have come and manifest in power in unity of the brethren. But it comes by an, an, an unlocking of your spirit and a manifesting of your own destiny scroll and getting really, really good and honed in at what God created you to do in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Partner with Red Letter Ministry. Donate at redlettermin.com and we'll see you tomorrow. Amen.